Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I want to formally welcome you to our month of covenant exploits. And the scripture is from the book of Daniel in chapter 11, verse 32. And I read, Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt it flatly. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And this is the word that God has given us for this month. Our month of covenant exploits. And so if there's a first word we're going to at least take notice of, is the word covenant. The truth is this. We will not be here today but for the fact that God has chosen to be in a covenant with us. That is with every one of us personally, God has a relationship with us. And so God is ever conscious of this relationship. God is never light, it's never fickle. When God gets into something, he gets into it totally. And so from the moment you and I got into a covenant with God that is through his son Jesus Christ, that is receiving him as our Lord and Savior, believing in him for all he has done for us, giving his life for us, bringing us back into the kingdom. From that moment, God never ceases to see you and I as sons. So he takes responsibilities for a lot of things in our lives, being part of our lives. That's what covenant means. It means that the life I now live, I live in collaboration with him. Paul was saying something similar in Galatians chapter 2.20. said, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me and gave his life for me. Glory be to God in the highest. And so, when Paul was talking here, he was saying, every covenant child of God must live conscious of the covenant. Because there will be some, and there was some at the time, who though were covenant children of God, but turned away from the covenant. He said, it's not that easy to get a child of God turned away except by flattery, by sheer deceits of the devil. But those who know their God, those who are matured in him, there's nothing you want to dangle before them that will make them forget who they are or deny the relationship they have with God. So he was saying that those who turn away will suffer corruption. They will be tortured. They will lose out. But those who know him will be strong and do exploits. Glory be to God in the highest. And so anyway, we look at it. We are talking about the life of the covenant child of God. And that life is a life of exploits. Glory be to God in the highest. And so what I've come to do today is to remind you of who you are and what you have. And of the fact that your life is a life of exploits. Hallelujah. You may say, no, it doesn't look like it. Everything is going haywire. But now I'm telling you. The truth from the heart of God. This is what the Bible says. This is who you are. Your life is a life of exploits. Hallelujah. So if I were you, I want to get into the word and begin to look at what actually belongs to me. And what this actually means that my life is a life of exploits. Because you can actually live a life of exploits. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Daniel saying this is amazing. And the first thing that crossed my mind was this. Could Daniel be letting us into the secret of his life? Because if you look to the Old Testament as it were, quite a number of people actually were men and women of experts. But those that stood out there were few. One of them was Daniel. Hallelujah. Because you see, talk of the life of experts. And quoting from the lips of Daniel, 
what you come to realize, first of all, is this. That Daniel himself, as it were, lived that life. He carried out great exploits, as it were. From the moment he was taken captive, the Bible says, that the king had chosen, as it were, to feed them from his table because he was preparing them for greater works in this kingdom. But guess what happened? Daniel refused. In other words, he knew that all through life, whether in captivity or otherwise, he was a covenant child of God. And he knew that God would be an active part of his life. He knew. So you talk of knowing your God, as it were. Hallelujah. Daniel knew God. And that was why when they offered them to feed from the table of the king, he said, I wouldn't do that. He wasn't doing that to be belligerent. No. He was doing that because of his conviction, because of what he knew of his relationship with God. He knew that that would be a defilement of him based on what he knew of God. But you see, he applied wisdom. He said, give me just 10 days of over three months to try this. And if it fails, then please, in 10 days, even the eunuch that was assigned to take care of them, supervising them, himself testified. He said, whatever you are doing, keep doing because, look, you're looking fairer and better than everyone else. That was not to say that those ones are not looking good. But Daniel excelled. Daniel and his team and his friends. And the eunuch says, look, what do you want? You want water and vegetables? Take it. That was all. And they excelled. The Bible says so much so that at the end of the test period, in Daniel chapter 1 verse 20, that when the king tested all of them, he found Daniel and his team ten times better. Hallelujah. You talk of exploits. Glory be to God in the highest. And what I'm saying here is this. That Daniel knew what he was saying. And like I said, let us into the secret of his power. The secret of his life. A life of unusual exploits. Begins with the knowledge of God. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Daniel knew that God would reveal secrets to him. And that was explained again why when the king would run into trouble, Daniel would go back to God and he would return with the secrets. Glory be to God in the highest. So much so that the king himself said, Ha! Your God, Daniel, is the revealer of secrets. Glory be to God in the highest. You talk of exploits. Malaka Shatter. He knew that no matter the traps the devil may set, God will be with him. This is a covenant matter, remember? And so when they set a trap for him and expected him to compromise, he refused to do that. And they threw him into the lion's den. But the lion could do nothing. The king was restless. He lost his sleep over the matter. He came back early in the morning. Daniel, your God whom you serve, has he been able to save you? He said, oh yeah. Long live, oh king. I am here. He's been able to save. The king was shocked. He had to decree that the whole kingdom and the whole world must serve the God of Daniel. You talk of somebody that lived a life of great experts. Daniel did. He knew his God. And the same thing happened to his three friends. Meshach, Shirak, and Abednego. When they were thrown into the fairy furnace, hear what they said to the king. When he set up his big idol and getting them to come and worship, and they refused. In Daniel 3, verse 16, Shirak, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. What matter? That they should bow to the idol, which was totally contrary to their faith, their conviction, their knowledge of this God. Remember, it is those who know their God. Hallelujah. 17. Then they went and said, if that's the case, that is, you must throw us into the furnace. 
Say, our God, hallelujah, whom we serve, <laughs> is able to deliver us from the burning fury furnace. We know him as the covenant-keeping God. We know him as the great deliverer. We know him to be superior to the God of the king. We know him to be greater than you, Nebuchadnezzar, and to your God. But we respect you as being the leader. But in the matter of compromising, and no, we won't do that. We're sorry. You talk of knowing God. And they said, we know that he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Verse 18. Say, but if not, hallelujah, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So let it be known. And guess what happened? They were cast into the fire. But right in there, the covenant-keeping God, the one that empowers for exploits, was waiting for them there. The moment they were launched into the fire, the fourth man appeared. And the Bible says, though they were bound arms and feet while they were being thrown into the fire, but right in the fire, they walked loose, free, with the fourth man, that the king himself was amazed. He was shocked. He couldn't believe it. He had to ask the question. Come on, guys. Didn't you throw in three men? How come we are seeing four? Can I say this to somebody here today? The life of exploits is the life of the miraculous. It is the life of the supernatural. It always involved a fourth man in the furry furnace. Daniel always knew too. When he approached God concerning the situation or the plight of the covenant children of God in captivity, God answered. God revealed the secrets to him. God showed him the future. Even when there was a delay of 21 days, God showed him what caused it. I'm talking of exploits. And I know in the name of Jesus that some people will begin their life of exploits afresh today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want this far to prove to you that he who said it knew what he was talking about. And like I said, he must have been revealing to us the secret of his life. Praise the Lord. Remember David in 1 Samuel 17.45. Hallelujah. I mean, you talk of men that knew their God. Glory be to God in the highest. Then David said to Philistine, You came to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. David didn't sound like he didn't know what he was doing. He sounded like he knew the God he served. And really he knew the God he served. You can come boasting. You can come with your pedigree of many years of victory. But I come to you in the name of the living Lord of hosts. The one that has delivered me. <laughs> Many times in the past, that was his credential. And that was the sum total of his boasting. His boasting was in the Lord. And Goliath never lived to see the next day. They that know their God will be strong and they will do exploits. What about the man Moses? Another man of great exploits. Remember when God was choosing Joshua to replace Moses? The fear was... Who on earth could wear the shoes of Moses? Who on earth could take on that position being vacated by Moses? I mean, it was so awesome that God himself had to use him as a standard for Joshua. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So, come on, calm down. Be assured that I am with you. As I was with Moses. So, Moses carried out great exploits. You carried out greater exploits. In Psalm 103 verse 7. The Bible said of Moses, he made known his way, that his God made known his way to Moses. He's asked to the children of Israel. You say, what about this? Moses knew God. He knew God. He knew God's ways. Glory be to God in the highest. Isn't that the problem today? Many of God's children today only know his acts. 
But God would rather that just knowing his act would not do. He would rather that, yes, you can know my act. I want you to know my ways. Everyone that knows the ways of God will live a life of exploits. And that's what we call the acts of God. But the fact that you know his acts does not necessarily mean that you know his ways. So you only limit God to what you have seen him done, not what you know he can do. So Moses knew the ways of God. No wonder he was a man of great exploits. On record, 10 plagues, 10 signs and wonders that never happened on the face of the earth through the hands of Moses. And that was just to get out of Egypt. Thereafter, what happened in the wilderness was awesome. Water out of the stone, turning bitter water to sweet. Amazing. Talking to God and seeing manna falling from heaven. Things that never happened and that has never happened thereafter. Moses was unique. He knew the ways of God. You want to live a life of exploits? Even as God has promised us as Christians, and which you want to see a resurgence of, as it were, or a renewal of, as it were, beginning from this month, then the time has come to begin to know the ways of God. No go by his character. No go by his ways. Glory be to God in the highest. Then what do we say of Joshua? Amazing. God handled Joshua and displayed some qualities there in his handle of Joshua for us to begin to understand and honestly if only we'll go back and look at it again and never forget, we'll all live the life of express in Jesus' name. Though it's in the Old Testament, he said, listen to me, Joshua. When I call you, no man will stand against you all the days of your life. The question is this, has God called you? If you know that God has called you, then would you take God to me? You say, I don't even know if God has called me. Are you a father? Then he has called you to be a father. Are you a mother? He has called you to be a mother. Then you think God will bring you this far and allow you to fail? The time has come to begin to know him. If he's called you to be an engineer, he will sustain you. If he's called you to be a preacher, he will keep you. If he's called you to be a farmer, he will make sure you excel. I'm talking of a life of exploits. That in everything you do, the glory of God will be seen. And men will fear him. And men will come, will strive to know him. That's a life of exploits. It's said to Joshua. I haven't told him, look, no man will be able to stand against all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Guess what he said to him in verse 8? He said, this book of the Lord is part out of your mouth. You've got to know me through this volume. You've got to follow me through this volume. Even as Moses did. If you do that, which of course only comes by meditation, by constantly reminding yourself of what we have and what we share. He said, then you're making your way prosperous and you have great success. God didn't just say you have success. You have great success. So, simply put, your way is being prosperous in the bidding for which God has called you. In the assignment he has committed to your life, it's exploit. And how do you get there? Knowledge. Glory be to God in the highest. Look at Abraham. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4, I'll just pick it from verse 17. It says, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, that is whom Abraham believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Say, so who contrary to hope? Now, Abraham, who contrary to hope, on the side of God, he was calling the things which be not as though they did. We're talking experts here. Then on the side of Abraham, if God could look at you and call the things which you know are not in existence, look at you and calling those things as though they have happened or they're already existing by you. Then the only thing you can do is to hope against hope. The Bible says, who contrary to hope, in hope 
believed hallelujah god was looking at a man who was quartered to the grave as it were with no offspring and god was saying you are the father of nations i'm talking of experts now glory be to god in the highest if god looks at you and calls you by what you know is not yet existing the least you can do is to begin to aspire to that that's what i'm saying that was what abraham did god tried to hope he believed so that he became the father he became you will become in jesus name we're talking exploits can i talk to somebody here right now in the name of jesus i don't care your experiences of the past i mean it and i don't care what you're going through right now what's important is this are you a child of god glory be to god in the highest have you come to receive jesus as your lord and savior they hear me clearly you're a covenant child of god and everything god has said concerning you in this world has still coming to pass in the name of jesus although your cooperation is needed i'm talking exploits say pastor is that how you live i can do better than i'm doing but that's how i live honest but i still have a long way to go but that's how i live but for god on my side i won't be here today and i know that he hasn't finished with me yet and that's the attitude expected of us he's a god that keeps covenant hallelujah unto generations and so we're talking of covenant exploits daniel said if you know him as a covenant keeping god you will do exploit hallelujah and you will in the name of jesus glory be to god in the highest aren't you glad you're part of this service today i feel like clapping and celebrating you already i'm beginning to imagine you on the other side of this sermon, on the other side of this month glory be to god in the highest you talk of sarah the bible says she was dead in her womb but when it came to experts of life the bible said the moment she turned to begin to see what god saw about herself she received strength you heard me right strength to bear a child and she did she was 90. aren't you surprised that just before that was when the king of Gera would want to chase her can you imagine when god picks you up it is your youth like a nigga can you imagine with all the young girls in their teens and 20s and 30s all around the king it was a woman of almost 90 that he was trying to kill himself about talk of exploit he knew your youth like an ego crying with glory and loving kindness hallelujah i haven't said this much so when we talk about knowing god what does that do he says they that know their god will be strong for exploits that's right so exploits are relative to strength and strength do not come except by knowledge you heard me well exploits are relative to strength and strength is relative to knowledge the more of him you know the stronger you become and the stronger you become the greater the exploits of your life and so when we talk of knowledge here we're talking revelation knowledge knowing that is the god that causes things which be not as though they were and you've come to believe it i feel the fire all over my hand then you'll see manifest to you like that he said really what if i don't believe it then you don't get it because if you don't believe god then you believe the devil because you think the devil will leave a gap no if you don't believe god he will give you something to believe and so talking about the strength of god how does god then strengthen us you say it's knowledge now i know him how does that translate have you forgotten that god is spirit how can you know him and you know begin to walk in the spirit how can you whether in the old or new testament have you ever read in the old testament before that for most men and women that god will use they say and the spirit of the lord came upon haha you got it ordinary people in the book of judges and the spirit of god came upon and they rose up and they judged israel and the spirit of god came upon something and he took a jawbone from the carcass of a donkey and destroyed thousands of philistines <laughs> talk of exploits and strength so it's clear now what god said through prophet zechariah in chapter 4 verse 6 talking to zerubbabel 
says Zimbabwe, listen to me. You struggle for no reason. You are getting burnt out. You are getting frustrated. Listen. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit. It's the spirit of God that strengthens for exploit. Hallelujah. Whether old or new. Remember the same with Jehoshaphat? The spirit of God came upon Jehaziel. And God spoke through him. And victory was clear. Hallelujah. God made it clear in his prophecies through the mouth of Isaiah concerning Cyrus. Isaiah 45 verse 1. Hear what God says. See, God says the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held. To his anointed, what does that mean? The one on whom he has released his spirit. The one on whom he has smeared his spirit. The one on whom he has enveloped his spirit. To his anointed Cyrus, whose right hand I have held. Look at what anointing does in the life of an ordinary man. To subdue nations before him. That's exploit. Hallelujah. To lose the armors of kings. That's exploit. Glory be to God. To open before him the double doors. That's exploit. So that the gates will not be shut again. That is exploit. When God anoints you, there is power, there is strength, there is an empowering for all these things to begin to happen. To make the crooked places straight. To break in pieces the gates of bronze. And to cut the bars of iron and shatter them. He said, I will give the treasures of darkness <laughs> and hidden riches of secret places. Say that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. The question is this. Has God called you? I'm repeating again. Because I know that he has called you. I want you to hear me right now. In the name of Jesus, the time has come for you. For the mountains to fall flat before you in the name of Jesus. For the valleys to lift up before you in the name of Jesus. The time has come before you for the gates of bars to begin to be shattered in Jesus' name. Bars of iron broken to pieces. Uh, where you become totally unhinderable in the name of Jesus. Uh, that's the anointing. That's the empowering. That is being strengthened. And that's launching you into a life of exploit. Glory be to God in the highest. They that know their God. Glory be to God in the highest. Uh, at this time, Cyrus didn't even know. He was yet to be born. And God said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to anoint him. And I'm going to use him for exploits. Hear this about Jesus. Who came to show us how to walk in dominion. How to live and exercise dominion. How to live a life of exploits. Which I am saying to you today in the name of Jesus. You are going to manifest much more than ever. Forget the past. I've forgotten Paul. He said, it's not like I've attained. This one thing I do, I forget what is behind. I press. Why? He said, that I may know him. Hallelujah. It's all knowledge. And the power of his resurrection. So here Jesus. The writer of the book of Acts says, in chapter 10, verse 38, he says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Can you hear that again? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. Healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Life of exploits is a life in collaboration with God through his spirit. It's your time for exploits in the name of Jesus. Did you hear me? I say it's your time for exploits in the name of Jesus. Today you are referred to as the body of Christ. Today you are his church here on earth. Today you are his son in the kingdom. Today, you are carrying the anointing of the Holy Ghost on your life. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Come on. First Corinthians chapter 6, remember? He says your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So, he's not just on you. It's in you. So, you are prepared and well equipped for a life of exploits. So, what's the missing link? You only need to just consciously remember and believe him for it. That's it. Because everything God has done for us is by faith. As I bring this message to a close, I want to remind you quickly, one prayer that Paul prayed for believers. 
I'm praying that prayer for you. That with the beginning of this month and for the rest of your life, it shall be lives of exploits in Jesus' name. There will be tangible exploits for which God will be glorified. For the world will glorify your God in the name of Jesus. Like they did for Daniel. Like they did for Meshach, Shirak, and Abednego. Like they did for Moses. Like they did for Joseph. Like they did for Abraham, Isaac, David. I say, your time has come. Come on, say, my time has come in the name of Jesus. I'm a child of God. He died for me. He resurrected for me. I'm anointed by his spirit. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, hear this. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus. These were believers. He says, therefore, I also, Paul also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for the saints. Now, that qualifies you. You are the one. You are like this. If Paul were to be writing today, this is how he would describe you. Your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for the brethren. Hallelujah. You are a covenant child of God. It says, now, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. I just didn't dabble in that direction, honest. Because every knowledge of God infuses wisdom. And wisdom produces power and empowerment. You have what others don't have. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You see what I mean? This knowledge is a revelation knowledge. Spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. Glory be to God. God will grant you, my brother, my sister, you who are listening today. You who have written off yourself. Who you think that there is a limit on your life? Who you think that there is a curse that can never let you go? Hmm, that's an insult to the God we serve. It's an insult to the brother I just said on Calvary. I would rather God open my eyes to see where I am disturbing myself because the fault is not with God. Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Look at this. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Uh So that what happens? That you may know it's all based on knowledge. They that know their God will be strong and they will do exploits. Let me say it again. In the name of Jesus, you are entering to a new realm of unusual exploits in the name of Jesus. In every area of your life. Whether it's your health or finances, your marriage or the future of your children, whether it's your endeavor or ministry, I say you are entering into all-round life of exploits in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. It says that you may know what is the hope of his calling. When God calls you, he's describing your assignment. I look at exploits. What's exploit? Exploits is beating down the devil in every area of opposition in your life. Your health, your finances, your marriage, the peace of your home. Your assignment, the reason for which God created you. I see breakthroughs. I see progress. I see a marching forward in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. That you may know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That you may know your wealth in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. <laughs> and now watch this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Toward us who believe, glory be to God in the highest. According to the working of his mighty power, glory be to God, which he walked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the ages to come. The exceeding greatness of his power. You talk of being empowered. You talk of being strengthened. You can't have this and be void of exploits. You can't. I know what Paul was saying. You have it, but you don't know. So I'm praying that your eyes will open. You will see it. I'm praying for you tonight. In Jesus' name.
Now, look at this in some other versions of the Bible. Amplified Bible. It says, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love towards all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you, hallelujah, a spirit of wisdom and revelation that is of insight into mysteries and secrets, haha, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Verse 18, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. Do you get what I'm saying? God declares it as it is done. You are in the hope realm and yet you are looking at it according as if it's now. Hallelujah. The hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, uh, the set apart ones. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable. That's it. You talk of knowing your God and being strong. The word strong there is to be empowered, to be strengthened for a purpose. And see what Paul is saying. For every believer, he said, I want you to understand what, how much has strengthened you. He said, this strength is immeasurable. It's unlimited. It's surpassing every greatness towards us. So there's nothing that compares. The message, he says, he has granted him that power that rules all the galaxies to even governments of the day. You have enough power for exploits in the name of Jesus. Will you wield it? And remember, it is by the Spirit. And it is by faith. And if it's by the anointing, the anointing destroys the yoke. They're not just least burdens. And so whatever is a burden in your life today, I call it lifted in the name of Jesus. Whatever is a yoke over your life today, I destroy it in the name of Jesus. And I thank God because we are also prepared and I know that miracles will happen across the platform even as we are not tonight in Jesus' name. You see, I believe. Like Daniel, I believe. Like David, I believe. Like Paul, I believe. Like Jesus, I believe. I need your agreement over that problem in your life. So I want you to get your anointing oil ready. If you get it ready, can you just bring it out? And let me just consecrate it and pray over it. You say, why the anointing oil? That's the only point of contact I can readily think of. A lot of symbols of the Holy Ghost in the Bible, but this is easy. In fact, the Bible in a lot of places, anoint with oil. Hallelujah. Whatever sickness in your body tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, through the miracle-working power of God that we have, is coming to a halt in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, the Egyptians you saw, even this morning, you will see no more in the name of Jesus. It's our month of covenant exploit. When I say covenant, God is involved. Yeah, I only need to agree with him and let him do what he has to do. Will you let him? Or is it some kind of impossibility in your life which you don't know where to turn to? I'm asking you to turn it over to Jesus right now. He's your covenant partner, he's your covenant brother, he's your covenant father. Hallelujah. He never leaves, he never forsakes. Will you let him? If yes, Father, right now, we consecrate the oil in the name of Jesus as we go into the anointing session. Father, everywhere and everyone, this oil is used to anoint. Father, manifest your power in the name of Jesus. Let yokes be destroyed in Jesus' name. Let bodies be lifted in the name of Jesus. Let bodies be healed in the name of Jesus. Let there be deliverance from Mount Zion. 
let peace be restored in lives and in homes and in marriages in the name of Jesus let your name be glorified let the heathen see and hear and fear and let them come into the kingdom we give you all the praises for it in Jesus name so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ come on get the oil anoint yourself anoint your entire household and release your faith in Jesus name and believe in God for your miracles and believe in God for that breakthrough in the name of Jesus the oil is just a point of contact for the power of the Holy Ghost you know what I do when I get to a place in my life I know I don't know how to reach I say Holy Ghost but you can reach it I trust you and right now I trust him I can't get into your home I can't get to where you are but I know he's there I don't know who you are right now. It's enveloping you right now. You know. You know what I'm talking about. I said the anointing that breaks the yoke right now all over your life. All over your life. In your very situation for which you have come crying to God for. Receive your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Because not only for today, for the rest of this year and for the rest of our lives, we'll glorify your name in the name of Jesus. Because ours is a life of exploits. And you're a covenant-keeping God. We give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on. Go ahead. Anoint. Anoint. Celebrate the victory of the Lord. Father, we worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So celebrate. Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate. Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate. Jesus celebrate. If you know that God has done something, why don't you stand up and join me? Celebrate. Jesus celebrate. He is risen. He is risen. And he lives forevermore. He is risen. Is risen. Come on, celebrate the resurrection of the that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.